पॉट बुक्स विदानीता एस छे असमी नॉट द एंड क्रॉनिकल्स चैप्टर टेन इट वॉज अगेन इन द नेक्स्ट वीक वेन ध्रुवी हैड एक्सटेंडेड लेक्चर्स एंड शी केम ओवर दिस टाइम पुनीत वॉज नॉट एज टेंस्ड एज लास्ट टाइम टू माई सरप्राइज ही ऑल्सो पार्टिसिपेटेड इन द फ्रेंडली गर्ल्स बैंटर द सेम डे थर्ड वीक अगेन शी वॉज सपोज टू कम and samantha got all riled up for having to go her repeated i told you so dragged puneet into an argument this time the call to say that dhruvi was coming over had come very late perhaps mrs bafna had begun to assume this arrangement to be understood as a regular one samantha had no time to eat and when i asked puneet if he preferred to wait for dhruvi for dinner i am not hungry He spat in a voice tinged with anger and bitterness. I didn't inform early so you all wouldn't have to wait for me for dinner. Sorry. Dhruvi said apologetically when she walked in casually. Oh, don't be sorry. We just had dinner. I lied and stared pointedly at Puneet. That night I had menstrual cramps. The cramps and the pain were not unusual for me, but this last few months being so stressful Plus last night skipping dinner had added to the severity. I couldn't sleep. I tried to avoid tossing and turning not wanting to disturb Dhruvi. I was fully awake when her alarm broke out. Lightly tapping her, I woke her up. Sorry, I couldn't make breakfast for you. I am not my stomach. Puneet will make you coffee and cereals are in the It hurt even to breathe. I tried hard not to scare her, but I really must have been a sight. Asmi, you are Oh my god, you look. She fled out of the room before I could catch a breath to stop her. Holding Puneet by his arm, she got him to our room. Standing by the door, he asked, "What is it, Asmi? You need something? You not well?" Ruvi saying, "No. Fine. Only help her with her breakfast, please." I used all my strength to sound normal and I didn't have to play for long. He was out of the room in a blink of an eye. I steeled myself to be brave. I couldn't be in need of his help. This determination alone was enough to get me through the pain. I labored to breathe with trembling hands, heavy head and light feet. I walked to the bathroom. The shower helped sometimes, so I tried, but after the shower I broke out in cold sweat. I realized I had to eat something and fast enough if I didn't want to pass out. My hair still wet, I managed to fill my mug with tea and with trembling hands had a sip when the phone rang. The time was 11 a.m. Wondering who it could be, I picked up. Mrs. Bafna said she was coming here in an hour. Her daughter had told her about my state. She came as promised and was worried for me the minute she held my hand. So cold your hands are as if there's no blood as me I am okay I'm used to this it was bad in the morning but now I am perfectly fine I shrugged making light of my condition we warmed up yesterday's leftover and had just finished eating when puneet barged in the house early i asked yeah came in to check if you were dead but look at you enjoying your meal 
he said loudly he wasn't aware mrs bafna was here she strolled out of the kitchen surprising him puneet is this how you talk to your wife she asked your call scared me auntie i had to cancel an important meeting she seems just fine he said his voice an octave lower than earlier but clearly frustrated She was so cold and deathly pale when I came. Dhruvi was right. Asmi was as white as a ghost. She had said, "Don't panic, Auntie. She handles herself well, and she must always be cold-blooded, for all you know." He said, looking sharply at me, "Puni, I need to talk to your massa. What I see here in your marriage is not very pleasant. You all do not come across as newlyweds at all." She said in a tone that was stern, "Auntie, please now. I was just kidding." He slid swiftly into the chair next to me and took my hand in his. Then he touched my forehead with the back of his palm. When I lifted my eyes to meet his gaze, all I could read there was hot hatred, fresh hot hatred for me. The panic on my face must have been easily readable and it only helped Mrs. Bafna to confirm her doubts and conclude about something not very pleasant in our marriage. Puneet, may I ask why her things are still in the guest room? Dhruvi said she even sleeps there. Why? She asked holding her waist with her palms a threatening stance it was. Auntie the smell of cigarettes you know I didn't want it seeping in my clothes so for time being I have put it there. We going to clear his room very soon and then I murmured as an excuse which she had in some way seen through the lie. Somehow managing to straighten her furrowed brow she changed her stance. You know what Mr Bafna and me we wanted to take you both for dinner at the Indian Taste this weekend keep yourself free Puneet I think I'll push off now since he's here to look after you take care of her she said her gaze flitting between him and me the irony of the situation was that she left me in his care resting his elbow on the table he cupped his face obviously to rein in his anger and I escaped to my room dreading a fight that was sure to follow when in so much pain physical and mental one turns to spirituality but somewhere back in my life when i grew up to understand my parents death wasn't their choice i questioned the role of god in taking them away then again when my relatives treated us sisters with disdain carried our responsibilities as if we were a burden i knew the importance of education and self-reliance and self-reliance did not require faith in god only in oneself when anand refused to marry me my faith once again was brought into question were those my moments of weakness when i turned my back to god i sometimes wondered then today when at the verge of breaking down is it fair that i turn to him i wanted to know what i had done to deserve this i needed to ask why me i slept like dead i didn't even know if he stayed at home when i woke up it was dark I came out to the living room to their arguing. They continued as if wanting to let me know I was the one causing the rift in their relationship. Damn Puneet, you're freaking me out. How can you joke me around like this? This is not what you promised. Samantha was flailing with anger. Puneet was doing his best to console her, stroking her arms, reaching across his seat to pull her in a hug. He murmured, "Don't cry. It's okay. Please, Sammy." Get it off your chest, Puneet. Please tell them. At least we won't have to pretend anymore. I can't bear this pretend marriage of yours, Puneet. I really can't. I'm not built like her. That stone-hearted, practical be. 
I can't. You know I can't. They'll tell my mother and she won't be able to bear it, Sammy. Please try to understand. I need you to cooperate. I need at least you to be with me. We'll not let her get her way. Puneet was almost pleading with her and she was staring at me spitefully. What having my way, Puneet? What have I done? I asked ignoring the shame I felt for intruding. Why you have had a lot of opportunities to drop hints and only that is how Mrs. Bafna thinks something amiss in this marriage. This stupid namesake marriage that you're selfishly holding on to. Puneet said taking few steps towards me angrily. I didn't do any such thing Puneet you have to believe me when I say I couldn't reject your proposal I was as helpless as you. I pleaded with my eyes if that could help but he looked away. I couldn't stand being treated like a criminal but did I have a choice leaving them to take decisions for me I left for the kitchen to prepare dinner. We are eating out Puneet announced from the living room in a while. If there were any long-term decisions made I wasn't informed. The next few days went on as usual. The weekend came and I was wondering how Puneet had handled the invitation. I was sure he must have found a way out of it, but no. He left a note for me to be ready in the evening for the dinner date with the Bafnas. During our drive, he said, "Look, my mother is the most important person in my life. She's in the place of God for me and for my brothers. If anything goes wrong here," he said in a flat tone, but I heard the grinding of his teeth. You are threatening me again Puneet I don't know why I even let you I said rolling my eyes Please Asmiya I'm begging for my mother's life He got really emotional and I held up my palm to put across my point See I didn't do anything for Mrs Bafna to doubt and I promise never to do any such thing to confirm her doubts Throughout the dinner he was nervous he tried his best to mask his hatred for me even going out of his way trying to display some husbandly traits like commenting on how little i ate or complimenting me for the food i cooked the height was when he peered down at me and murmured in my ear they're watching us i'm going to hold your hand don't freak out it was when we were walking to our car though i didn't turn around to see if they were watching us but i sure could feel their eyes the days after that were a blur The Bafnas if they noticed something amiss they did not comment. Puneet had explained it during that dinner that since this was an arranged marriage we were giving each other some space. We were going slow. Samantha and Puneet were by now as comfortable arguing in my presence as they were with cuddling. He was used to ignoring my presence but she was still wary of me. She didn't like the legal hold I had on him with the status of being his wife. She felt insecure and tried her best to hold on snugly to Puneet, afraid that he would go soft on me. He never did though. He was a man of his words. If he loved his mother, he was truly devoted. If he had truly committed to Samantha, he was faithful. If he hated me, he never did hold back his hatred. One such day when they were having dinner together and I was as usual having it in my room, Samantha knocked my door saying, There's a call for you. Didi had called. She was saying that she and bhai were coming over and this was clear from my side of the conversation to Puneet and Samantha. She sprang from her chair and hit her fist on the table. Puneet stared at her back helplessly when she sauntered off to the bedroom. Turning his face to me, he said gritting his teeth, "Thank you for ruining my life as me over and over again." Her crying had always gained his full attention. Not that he was otherwise any less attentive to her needs. 
I cursed myself for being this third wheel in their life, but God alone knows if I could help it, I would have stayed out and away from this lovey-dovey couple. I should have been dancing with joy that my didi was coming here, but instead, I stood frozen with fear. How much should I expect Puneet to cooperate in keeping up the show? I really did not know. Asmi, not the end chronicles by Anita S J, to be continued.